This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon where every Sunday you can get this all over again for reasons. You would get me and Maureen talking all at you, but only for a half an hour instead of for an hour. That's if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. That ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Sesu Sticker Club. That's a great club. It is patreon.com slash says who. Hello, I'm writing a book right now and everything's fine. Um if you uh have a chance if you want to buy Truly Devious or I'm fine. Man. Also, this weekend, I'm going to be in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm going to be at Y'all Fest on the 11th. I'm doing multiple panels and a signing at 2 p.m. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I like that you sound like you're crying and haunted kind of at the same time. Well, I'm a ghost that's very upset. If you'd like to make Maureen write even more books by... Well, buying her books, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org where we sell Maureen's books and other books and all that stuff. And if you're buying things on the internet, hey, how about go over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise or go to shop.dansinker.com where I sell a couple of patches. Anyway, that's my story. (laughs) Oh, Dan, I feel like I'm living Groundhog Day. Like... Like the movie, or yeah. like you're a you're like, a like wooden movie. creature. Either. Okay. I just come out of my little hidey hall, look around, and fuck right off back in there. <laughs> well, that sounds like kind of nice, actually. Cozy. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know anymore, Dan. And my and what I'm afraid of is once I turn this book in, the very next morning I go down to my family for Thanksgiving, so the book probably goes in at like five. Mm-hmm. And then I get in a car the next morning and yeah. I'm going to have forgotten how to do everything. Okay. I'm going to collapse like a, like a jello that you've thrown out the window. Just <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be fine. The people that are living Groundhog Day are all of us listening to this, yelling back at their iPod app saying, Maureen, it's going to be fine. We've lived through this many times now. How many times has have we as a gang lived through this? I mean, I believe that this podcast started when you were writing the Shades of London series. Yeah, that sounds right. I think I was probably writing the Shadow Cabinet. So we've probably lived through six books. Okay, so if it was the Shadow Cabinet, I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. Then all five Stevie Bell mysteries so far. Yeah. Plus the the plus, how to get murdered. Plus that guy. Plus Cruella. Yeah. And now this one. So that's way more than six books. That's like eight, nine. Have See? I really have I written that many books? We're seasoned professionals now. We're seasoned Maureen Johnson writing jockeys now. We're sitting shotgun with you. We know the deal. We know the drill. So you're just sitting there like, come on, boss. You're fine. You're (laughs) fine. Come on, boss. Come on, (laughs) boss. That's exactly right. You can do it, boss. I don't know why you're so Come on, boss. I like our voice. Yeah, you can do it. You think you can't do it, but you can't. Come on, (laughs) boss. 
You can do it, Bersh. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Wow. Yeah. The podcast is a podcast. It's a coping strategy. (laughs) I don't know. I am Dan Sinker. (laughs) I'm Maureen John. (laughs) So things are going good, huh? I got my little mousey Pomodoro timer on my desk. Yeah. He's cute, isn't he? I got my Pomodoro, man. That's the 20 minute timer thing, right? It's how it well it goes up to an hour, but it's usually done in increments of about ten minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, I I can't fuck with that shit. Well, uh, I will tell you because I did a little video on Instagram yesterday, and I even put a longer one up on TikTok. I haven't actually started TikTok properly yet because okay. I I didn't really want to. I like watching them more than I like making them. Yeah. Um, but how I use two basic household, actually, kitchen devices in writing. And one is, if you go on my Instagram, I show how I use a timer cookie jar. Yep. It's a little... To lock your phone away? Yeah. So I use a device, like I use an internet blocking device. The one I use is called Freedom. Yep. And you put in a thing, you say how many minutes or hours you want to be locked off. Yeah. And it will lock you off. You're not getting back on. No. That shit is hardcore. I think I'm pretty sure even if you restart your computer, you don't get back on. Yeah, I uh, I signed up for that on your recommendation, and it's really great. Mm-hmm. Not so great for nonfiction because you literally can't do any research. No, you can put in exceptions. Yeah, but that it like you have you to know what put sites those in ahead of time. No. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you can put in exceptions, um, but it's so I do that. So once I'm locked out. Then if I really want to make sure that I don't do anything else, yeah. then I have a timer cookie jar, which is just a little little plastic box with a timer top. And you put your t- phone in there and you set the yeah. timer and it goes and it locks. And yep. you're not getting that shit out until it, t- until it goes, the timer goes off. It's fairly indestructible. I imagine when you do that. Mm-hmm. There is a very popular, like, preschool game that is, you know, like, Maureen put the cookie in the cookie jar, and then Maureen says, not me? Then they go, then who? And then you have to name someone else. Like, Dan put the cookie in the cookie jar. And I just imagine every time you put your phone in, you go, Mm -hmm. who put the phone in the cookie jar? Hey, me, I did. And you go, not me. No, I say me. I did it. You I go, did. You end the song pretty yeah. quick. I did. I did it. Yeah, that's but less then, fun. Once you have are all locked out, what I find this little, I'm holding up a little tiny mouse kitchen timer that you, it's just one of those simple ones that you twist and By then it mouse, rings. She means it looks like a mouse's face, like a cute cartoon mouse face. Right. It's a little round kitchen timer that you just turn and then it goes off after how many minutes they usually they usually call them pomodoros because they often look like little tomatoes right they're cheap you can buy them anywhere for like a dollar um i like to do them for very quick uh organizing 
my yeah. notes. So just like, okay, go through these files for a second. Just do 10 minutes of just clear, you know, tidy your notes up on this one or yeah. run up like just the kind of admin on the document itself. Mm -hmm. And I find that that really helps me just to kind of go, okay, just because so much of it is like, have I figured out what I'm doing here? I'm just going to make a little note to myself about what I'm doing here. Okay. And then the timer rings, it's back to writing. Yeah. It's a good internal little, and it's, I like unfussy things because yeah. as you know, I have spent a lot of time investing in very complicated journals, planners, uh, and then I destroyed them all and I'm free. And I yeah. keep everything in this, uh, this single little notebook. And this page has been open for, this is just my word count page. Okay. But, you know, I'm holding up my little basic notebook now on Moleskin. But it's just, you know, me writing down what's happening, uh, scenes that need to happen. And then also my daily planning is all in here. Just little checklists. Boom. And that's it. And I love that I, shit. I'm so much happier. I destroyed well, them great. all. I just destroyed them all, Dad. And it's... so I have looked at every fancy writing software, planning software, organizational software. I am a I am that person. It's like, let me look at it. Let me let me see it. Yeah. Fuck all of it. I write in yep. Scrivener and I lock myself off the internet. Those are the only two programs that are actually useful to me. That sounds great. Yep. I You're doing it. See? Also, everyone I know writes in Scrivener. Yeah, okay. So it's a great piece of writing software. Well, that's great. I'm just letting you know. It's actually good. I have, I have used Scrivener, and I have found that it there's a there is a there is a real like uh, uh, learning curve to mm. it that I have ended up always being like mm, I don't have time and I literally just recreate it physically with with little index cards and stuff. Yeah, I don't do all that. It's just the fact that all the chapters are in little sidebar. And if I want, I move stuff up and down all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, ah, that scene, I should actually go here. Or that. Like, I'm always yep. kind of like, where do I want I that? I totally get how it would be helpful. I just am always in a situation where I'm writing and I will sit down with something to learn it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just avoiding writing. And so mm. then I, and Scrivener has done that with me. I've, I've written with Scrivener a few different times where I suddenly realized this is mostly me giving myself a geeky project instead uh, of actually writing my thing. Last thing on write and talk, my biggest advice in Scrivener is don't get into the weeds, into all the stuff it can do with tags yeah. and things and metadata. Um, yep. Just uh, it's there. It can do so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, only on occasion have I found that that's useful. Yeah. But I pretty much never use it. Okay. I just use the sidebar and the fact that I'm writing in one document and then I can sidebar and I could see on the sidebar all the documents in the book, all right. the chapters, all the scenes, and then or and like kind of back. So if I'm writing a bit in one scene, I'm like, I got to go back and add something to yeah. that. I can very easily jump back up. So this what's your word count at now? I'm not telling. That's what I want to know. No, I'm, I don't reveal that. Seven? It's more than seven. Okay. Great but job. I don't, but I'm not revealing it. More than seven. You're doing it. See? Yep. 
you are doing it. I, re- I woke up this morning, Maureen, mm. with a lot of pain in a tooth. And I thought to myself, you know what I do when I feel pain in my tooth? Ignore I it? just ignore it. Yeah, me too. And I wait for it to go away, right. which inevitably means it went away because the nerve died. Right. And then eventually I have to go and get major oral surgery done because I have an abscess in my mouth. Right. And for some reason this morning, I was like, I don't need to repeat that pattern. I've learned my lesson. I know. Weird, right? So I called the dentist, Mm. fully expecting that I was not going to be getting in to see the dentist, right? Uh, At least not immediately. And they were like, okay, yeah, well, as it turns out, we have an appointment at 9 a.m. I was calling them at 8.15. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that. So I went, and you know what it was, Maureen? What? They don't know. There's nothing in the x-ray. They, you know, poked at it a bunch with a bunch of scrapers. They were like, meh, don't know. Uh, their best guess is that I am grinding my teeth yeah. when I'm asleep. Yeah. Uh, not to the point where they're seeing cracks or anything like that. Like, they did look for all of that. Um, she did, because uh, my mouth is a horror show, as yeah. is yours. Sure. Uh, and one of the teeth, the, the, there are not a lot of teeth still in the area that uh, that was hurting that are actually teeth, you know, and like their crowns and shit. So the one that seemed to me like where it was hurting is one that she had done a filling in not that long ago. So I kind of figured, well, the filling's gone south or whatever, you know. Um, but she was like, my best guess is that this is kind of rubbing up against a tooth when you're grinding it. So I'm going to just shave it down a little. So she shaved my tooth down. <laughs> And uh, recommended that I get a night guard thing. And then I was thinking to myself, why am I grinding my teeth at night? Mm. You know what I did for four hours last night, Maureen? I went down a massive rabbit hole learning about racist cops in Kentucky. Mm. And then Mm. I went to bed. And before (laughs) bed for half an hour, I read a book about the KKK. And Mm. I wondered why I had such a stressful night's sleep last night. What do you think? What do you think it was? Your pillow? I don't know. Oh, you should check your mattress. Flip your your mattress. The holidays or something. It could be the mattress. It is stressful. The holidays. Our pillows are a little old. I don't know what it was. I had a very chill evening. I was just thinking because, you know, I had this root canal. Yeah. And they put in a temporary kind of filling in there. That is long gone. That is like, that tooth is just Vesuvius back there. It makes a little (laughs) clicking sound. It's just, it's completely empty. I need to have it crowned. You're supposed to have it done right away. No, I haven't had it done yet. I haven't had time. Okay. That's coming after, like when the book comes in, then I can have a tooth. You should go old school. You should just like whittle a little piece of wood and stick it back there. I can make a little clicking sound. I don't know if you can hear it. It's gross, no. but I can make a little clicking sound with it because it's it is hollow. It's like a little, it's like a little Grand Canyon back there. Dana oh, and I almost nice. called you Dave. Uh, Dave, that's me. That's nice. To, <laughs> Marion and Dave, <laughs> <laughs> the alternate universe. Us where <laughs> Trump didn't win. I like it, Marion and Dave. You know what, Marion and Dave didn't get to experience then. What? Today, Maureen Johnson. Never forget. 
is Four Seasons Total Landscaping Day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, how time flies, right? Three years ago today. Dan, I know we're saying remember when that happened, but remember when that happened. I do remember when that happened. Remember what that was like for us, all of us together, you and me sitting here talking about it. It was unfolding as we were recording a bonus episode. Was it? They were like sending out directions as we were as we were recording. And I remember that... Janice was sending me texts that I was like, I think there's something weird going on. Oh my god, I just almost yeah, it's... yeah, and that all happened right under ninety five, about twenty minutes from my parents' house. I know exactly the intersection it happened. Sort of, it's near my old high school. Oh uh, yeah, it's just under 95 where there's kind of razor wire fences with plastic bags stuck in them and the crematorium and the... Yeah. Yeah. That... Was that the last good day? No. Really? Because <sighs> <laughs> the election was called while he was speaking, too. Right. Was... While he was speaking, the rest of the networks called the election for Biden. People took to the streets and were cheering. People were, like, cheering as post, like, postal employees would drive by because, you know, the mail-in vote was a big help. That's right. Uh, and, it, and it felt like, all right, everything's great. And then... Everything's we, been fine since. Then we moved into a, a, a month and a half of election denial and then we had january 6th so and i can time let's see january 6th 2021 was let's see nine liars i turned in so i probably was turning in the box in the woods because it was due that day oh, that's right i remember this that's because this right. book is also due on january 5th that because uh, HarperCollins has a set copy edits, like a like a production scheduling, you know, block. Yeah. So that's one of their copy edit production blocks. So I was turning it in on February 6th and I was hoping, because I had emailed and I said, I hope to get this into you at noon. You mean January 6th? Sorry, January 6th. Because it was my, I was I clear, I was clearing the copy edit and then I was watching kind of with one eye on this screen and one eye on this screen and it was ah. Uh, Oh, they're in the, uh, they're in. Oh, they're in. Um, yeah. And then I, I'm, I should look up those emails because they did say something like, you know, I'm, it's probably going to be more like five. You, you two also may be watching the news. So, you know, because um, <laughs> there was a little bit of feeling that day, like, I don't know, like maybe, um, maybe the experiment's over. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, also remember that morning, speaking of last good moments, that that was the morning was when uh, the Democrats won the Georgia Senate seat and so took the <gasps> took the majority far out. And it was like, oh, look at that. We did it. And then mm. like mere hours later. They were storming the Capitol. Remember the pandemic, Dan? I do. I do remember the pandemic. Sometimes I sit and just, I kind of get that look on my face like the cat that wants to buy a boat, you know, and I go, yep. remember how the whole world was inside for a year and then yep. that. Like we're still sort of doing it, but not like. 
But not who knows? Really. Yeah. It is I feel the, like we've taken a dark turn when it's total well, Four Seasons Total Landscaping Day, Maureen. Dan, the COVID inquiry is still, it's either wrapping up or still going on in the UK. Yeah. Which is this massive kind of call to, like, consequences, maybe, question mark. But when you find out what everybody in the government was actually saying and they got all their WhatsApps and how fucked it all was and yep. that, that, it within number 10 Downing Street, which is where Prime Minister lives, uh, and a lot of business is conducted. A lot of business is conducted in the in the UK in a fairly small house. It's one of the things that I feel like is hard to understand as an American if you've never seen where the Prime Minister lives in the UK. But it's like a little house in an alley. Yeah, it's a Downing Street's a small street. And number 10 is the prime minister's house. I mean, it's a nice house. Yeah, big old, but it's you know, not big. It's not big. Um, it's not ornate. They, I, be, I guess they own the whole street or whatever, because I know stuff I'm goes sure. on in number 11. And okay. yeah. there might be someone that's like number six. It's like, this is some bullshit. And there's a cat that lives there. <laughs> and um, police are always standing at the end of the street. But it's I just like a house. I like the idea that number six is just some person. And they're like yeah. pissed because they can never get their DoorDash to show up. Yeah, they're always just like, oh, fuck, I'll meet you on the corner. Yeah. Uh, but no, they they revealed that they never followed the rules in there. Yeah. Ever. Ever. It was just like, they they were, you know, imagine a 1920s movie where it was like, dan, 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 dan. you know, they're all dancing like little cha-cha all the time, little Charleston. And it's really fast, like old movie footage. It was like that in there all the time. While everyone else was not allowed to go outside or see their relatives in hospitals. It was yep. utterly fucked. <laughs> but just they're reading out all their WhatsApps and the language. They are calling each other fuck pigs. Sure. And I mean, just it's nuts. <laughs> but getting to hear how much these people all hate each other and how, how fucked it all was, but by yeah. their own WhatsApps. Is wild. That's pretty fun. So. <laughs> I appreciated when you started all of this that you said inquiry, like they would say in the UK. And not inquiry, like we would say here. Inquiry. Yeah, but you said inquiry. Did I? Yeah. I don't think they say it like that, do they? I think they do. They say all kinds of shit crazy. The, the trouble is... This is something I really work hard to avoid, but um, I live with an English person. Yeah, I and get it. And so there's just certain words that I only say in context of, of thinking about UK stuff. Right. That makes total sense. So if you, if you busted out an aluminium or something, I would oh, be like, Maureen, come on now. No. There's just certain, yeah, there's certain words that I only get, that I only say there because we yeah. don't use them there. And so when I come out and pop out with them here, they just. Uh, and someone's like, oh, what are you, English? I'm like, oh, shit, I got to make sure to uh, inquiry. There we go. We, uh, Aluminium. we watch a lot of British football because mm -hmm. the little one is obsessed. And every now and then I have to do a little bit of translation for him. And they were they were talking about controversy this weekend. And I was all, that means controversy. And he went, what? Yeah. I once had a a hilarious 15 minutes when I went to school in England and I was trying to ask, we had a communal kitchen and I was trying to ask someone if they had any oregano and mm -hmm. 
she looked at me like, she was like, what? I was like oregano. And I was like, it's, it's really, really common. Uh, you know, you put it in pasta sauce. And she was like, I've never heard of this. I was like, really? Because it's, it's really common. And then finally, after she just looked at me a long time and went, oregano? Oregano. I was going to say when you started this, it is an oregano. It is. Wow. And we 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 looked that at each other. That shit is nuts. We looked at each other like we had like we had brokered peace in the world. We were like we had <laughs> figured it out. Like the the unifying field theory. We were like, oh, yes, it's a. I'm saying oregano. You're saying oregano. And she did have. Let's some. call the whole thing off. Yeah, but she had some. So well, that was that, good. It all worked out. Yep. You were able to spice your food. And that's been it. Uh, that's the end of Says Who for this week because nothing else is happening and we well, can go a year. Maureen Johnson. I feel like it's kind of, a, I, I feel like comparatively, if you lop off a large part of the world, or then it just pretend like it doesn't exist. If you com- compartmentalize really comparatively, well. Comparatively? Comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah. Because obviously... We're going to talk about Donald Trump taking the stand in New York. But before we get to that, I just want to discuss the fact that new House Speaker Mike Johnson is super weird. And this week we learned just a little more about how weird he is. Mike Johnson is also my cousin's name, so I always feel bad when they're like, Mike Johnson is a real weirdo. I'm like, he's all right. (laughs) I just feel like the name Mike Johnson, and this might apply to your cousin too, feels like they were really phoning it in at the witness relocation program office. Like, what I do don't we, know, Mike Johnson. What do we call, Mike, fuck off, Mike, I'm going to Taco Bell. Call Mike Johnson, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Fuck these Johnsons, they're like diamond, fuck it. Okay, see you later. Yeah. Give me a chalupa. Hmm, oh, I would like a chalupa. Call him Chalupa Jim. We, uh, we watched a lot of sports this weekend, Maureen. Good for you, I wish I liked sports. I so we all of hey. us have become obsessed with British football, but um, but the teen has gone off to college and has become a fan of his college football as well, largely just by osmosis, right? Like, it's like what this football, does. the hand football, yeah, American okay. football, okay. American football, as our as our little one calls it, uh, and then he just calls British football football, right? Uh, because anyway. I mean, to be fair, one is played with the feet. Yeah. Oh, it's it all makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, so we watched a lot of British football this weekend, and then we watched in the evening the college football game. And I it, so one of the things that I appreciate a lot about British football is that it's very fast. Mm. The game from start to finish with halftime is two hours at the most. Yep. Right. They only have advertising during the halftime. Otherwise, it just goes. Right. And that's great. We watched American football, which I have not watched in a very long time. This was a college game. I believe like the, 700 years. It was over four hours long. <clears throat> and there was so much advertising. And I just and I don't mean this in a hippie parent way or anything like that. Like, we just don't watch TV with that. Right. Like who does in this this day and age? It was bananas. Also, I realized how susceptible I am to advertising, never seeing it anymore, because every ad that would come on, it was almost all for fast food. So there's that, too. But I'd be like, well, that looks great. 
But uh, you mentioning the Chalupa reminded me that we saw a Taco Bell ad and they are currently having what they call nacho fries, which are fries with nacho dipping sauce. And I was like, that sounds amazing. But every single ad, every single thing, I was like, well, that looks really good. James was like, you're not even hungry. I'm like, but it just looks good. They just really show a lot of close-ups of meat and trucks. It's all meat and trucks. Yeah, and this was, I would say, it was probably 80% meat. Mm. Good. All of it looked really good. But yeah, it was, we, we, anyway, that, I don't know how, oh, we Chalupa. That's how we ended up there. The point we were trying to make is that Mike Johnson is real weird. This week, footage came out of him a few years ago talking about he and his teenage son are accountability partners to stop each other from looking at porn. Are you frozen or are you shocked? I just okay. Yeah, <laughs> thought you were frozen. This he one was I, unmoving. This one really just say more. So in this footage, he talks about using an app called Covenant Eyes. You see, here's the trouble. Then I didn't read past the headline, so all mm. that you're about to say is going to be new to me. Yes, so Covenant and I'm closing eyes my I'm closing my eyes for is it. Is an app made by Shock of re- religious organization. Mm. It runs on all your devices. Mm-hmm. And it sends a weekly report to your accountability partner. In this case, for Mike Johnson, his 17 year old son. Right. Quote: He and I get a report of all the things that are on our phones or devices once a week. If anything objectionable comes up, your accountability partner gets an immediate notice. I'm proud to tell you my son's got a clean slate. Are we starting the countdown clock to when this guy is found fucking a cat in a Burger King bathroom? I mean, like, we. So, first of all, he yeah. doesn't say he has a clean slate. He gave an example. He was like, sometimes it sends stuff. He said, one time it sent a blurry photo of two women, but it just turned out that they were two school teachers. The fuck is this app, Dan? What is this app? What is this app? I'll look it up. I don't want to look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Too late. Mm, I don't want Covenant Eyes. Dan, I don't want Covenant Eyes. Oh. Covenant Eyes. Uh, The first... So there's a giant photograph of two gentlemen sitting on an outside table. Mm-hmm. And it says, struggling to quit watching porn? You're not alone. Join so, over 1.5 million people who've used Covenant Eyes to experience victory over porn. Right. Okay. Look. Wow. All this tells us, and I don't want any of this information. Yeah. This tells us that Mike Johnson... Mm-hmm. Absolutely loves whacking it. Oh, just, yeah. That just, guy whacks it day and night. This guy has pants with no pockets now. Like, this guy, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to everybody, but the news is what it is. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then also, his, he's got to get his son involved. He's like, son, I, look, if you like... If you like adult imagery, I want you to go forth and be and live your absolute best life. I don't care. I don't 
want to know about weirdo Mike Johnson. Yeah. It's just more shame on the Johnson name because it's not that adult imagery is weird. It's that he has an app on his phone called Covenant Eyes that he shares with his son. And they have some sort of whack count or something. <laughs> That creeps so, me out. It's the sun it, thing, you know. It's the covenant oh, eyes sun thing. That's that's it's it's yeah. it makes me feel. Dan, can yeah. you? Uh, you're a dad. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine doing this? Never in a hundred million years. Have I told you about the the software, the spy software that's on the kids? Yeah. Chromebook. And you're like, you didn't know even want. I don't want it, but. It, Janice and I were laughing so much because we got this week's thing and it tells you what they've searched. And <laughs> it just says, this week your child searched restaurants near me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the little one? Yeah. Maybe he's going to be just a- sitting there in third grade being like, well, I'm feeling a little peckish. What's around? <laughs> Wonder what will deliver to third grade. Let I don't like this. I don't no. like it. And Correct. what I really don't like is that he's, he's like, let me tell you what, to, what my son and I have going on. You're going to love it. It's called Covenant Eyes. Yeah. It's about, it's about um, everybody's softy bits. I don't care what <laughs> kind of softy bits you like. Anyway, it, it is creepy, but also Maureen Johnson. This man is currently the Speaker of the House, but he has been a member of Congress for a while. And he has a third-party app running on all of his devices that scans all of his web traffic and sends it somewhere? Mm. That seems like not a thing you're supposed to do if you're a member of Congress. I'm just going to guess. I'm also going to guess, and I certainly don't mean to disparage whatever amazing tech company is making covenant eyes, but the reality is that privacy and safety and security of software is real hard and i'm willing to bet that they don't have the best this ding dong spywared himself yes yes so that he would stop touching his ding dong or know about he's like i gotta i i gotta tell my son i gotta tell my son about it yeah hey Oh, boy. I've been listening. I didn't think we need this one. Oh, I'm really interested in this. Are you? I'd I'd really like to know more. I'm sure you would. This is exactly my jam. (laughs) I want this on my man's phone. I want to know everything. I bet he's been looking at shoes. What kind of shoes you been looking at, Joe? What kind of shoes you been looking at? I'm the kind of shoe that fits all sizes. Come and look at this. I'm, I'm, I got comfort soles in me, baby. Uh, ah, we can gel it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, One size fits stop. all. Uh. One size fits all shoe. Covenant eyes. Uh, yeah. Covenant anyway, eyes. Covenant eyes. It's just every it's, part of it is horrible. It's just spyware for creeps. I Spy, I but, really I have a major regret, Maureen, which is when I did that search, I did not open a incognito. Incognito, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So my web ads are going to be fucked now. This is by grifters for creeps. I mean, this is... I mean, if you're going to grift a constituency... (sighs) Yeah. Go for creeps. You know what? There are probably... That's the problem is that there are people out there that do suffer addictive personality disorders that are like, I need help. Like they need yeah. help in this area. Like I have a sex addiction or like this isn't, this is, but it's the accountability. It's the creepy religiousness and the accountability yes. and the, and the spyware and the, the being Congress spyware. And it's the sun. It's really the sun, Dan. It's the sun it's thing. The it's sun, the sun. Mostly. 100% and bragging sun. about it, not having the self-awareness mm. to not think, should I tell people that me and my child share our web browsing history to make sure that we're not looking at porn together? How how old was his son at the time? I believe 17. I hate it. Okay, you know what? I yeah. really hate it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I hate it. But anyway, Maureen, the biggest news of the week, of course... Is it Maureen, not Maureen Johnson? Oh, no. Oh, no. What did I do? I don't know how that happened. I was going to say Donald Trump, but instead I said Maureen Johnson. What is that? I don't. I don't like it, Dan. I don't like it. That's some weird psychology there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Anyway, Donald Trump took that. It's because I was going (laughs) to say just blocks away. From Maureen Johnson. Donald yeah, Trump it's pretty, pretty took close. the stand in Letitia James's case against him. It was basically everything you expect. Lasted about four hours. Rambly monologues that barely stuck to the question. Yes. Super combative against the judge and the lawyers. Yes. Totally incriminating himself multiple times. Yes. How about some highlights? Okay. From Bloomberg, less than an hour into the proceedings, Justice Arthur Engeron, in my head, I always want to call it that dragon book. Aragorn. Aragorn, or whatever. We could call him uh, Philbert. Okay. Uh, Anyway, Justice Arthur Philbert, who will determine the verdict and the penalty without a jury, threatened to remove Trump from the stand for giving long, rambling answers to yes or no questions, even after being asked not to do so. Quote, can you control your client? Engeron asked defense lawyer Christopher Keiss as Trump looked on, hunched over in the stand. This is not a political rally. Trump ignored the instructions, the mood in the room grew tense, and the attorney general lawyers, Kevin Wallace, grew visibly frustrated. And Garan at one point suggested Keis take some time to speak with his client privately about how to conduct himself on the stand. The lawyer balked. Quote, the former and soon-to-be chief executive of the United States understands the rules, Keis insisted. Quote, but he doesn't abide by them, the judge shot back. Spicy. Imagine Maureen Johnson. Okay. That you're someone's lawyer and you have to kiss their ass so hard that you refer to them as the former and soon to be chief executive of the United States. Yeah. One of Trump's main lines of defense 
was that all the financial statements they gave to banks had a disclaimer clause on them. Uh, from Politico, repeatedly during his testimony, Trump maintained that his financial statements contained, quote, very, very powerful disclaimers and therefore weren't intended for use by banks or insurers. We have a disclaimer clause that says, do your own due diligence. Don't under any circumstance count on anything in here, Trump said of the financial uh, of the financial statements, he said, quote, if you were borrowing money, they were not really documents that the banks paid much attention to. They looked at the deal. They looked at the asset, but these were not very important. So he kept coming back to this disclaimer clause over and over and over again. And after Trump launched into yet another monologue about the disclaimers, the judge stopped him. No, no, no. Engoron said, we're not going to hear about the disclaimer clause. If you want to hear about the disclaimer clause, read my opinion again. Or for the first time, perhaps he's referring to the summary judgment that he that he has already put forward, saying that Trump did overstate his assets. Right. So he's already mentioned this disclaimer clause. I'm really Trump sorry says, about the uh, dog barking in the okay. background. The by dog him. is very excited about disclaimer clauses. You're wrong in your opinion, Trump replied, adding, he called me a fraud and he didn't know anything about me. From the Washington Post, at one point, Trump delivered an answer about how the disclaimer clause uh, in his financial statements went on, quote, forever. That clause isn't the only thing that goes on forever. James's counsel, Kevin Wallace, quipped in response. Zing. Hey, Zing, zang. Uh, most notably for a trial that's about him overstating the value of his assets, he repeatedly and adamantly overstated the value of his ass assets. You were about to say ass. I, and I, I say, almost said asses. Listen, you can't you can't overstate the value of that ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he continued and repeatedly claimed that Mar-a-Lago was worth between one and one point five billion dollars. <laughs> Wayne took a sip just as I said that, and she's fighting really hard to keep it in her mouth. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't know he did that. Yes. He said it was a billion dollars, Dan. Uh-huh. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. repeatedly fought about how because you know then it would be pointed out that oh well it's tax assessed value is you know a few you know hundred million or something uh at one point he accused the judge of valuing mar-a-lago at only 18 million dollars even though the judge is not a a, a, a person that assesses property and right. was simply citing an appraisal that mentioned that amount so yeah you're on a trial about inflating your asset values mm. and you spend time fighting about how an asset is worth more seems real smart uh there are of course the financial statements themselves which trump maintained were prepared mostly by accountants echoing his son's testimony last week where they all just basically were like hey it's the accountants blah 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 he basically said he accepted them as is except when he didn't hmm so he so part of it is this dude would just ramble forever. Right. And it seemed that the uh, prosecutors were more than happy to let him ramble. 
because they figured, well, eventually he'll say something like, oh, I don't know, quote, I would look at them, I would see them, and I would maybe on occasion have some suggestions about the value of various properties. Uh, While he never admitted to raising the value of a property, somehow he thought if he gave an example of lowering a value, that that would like blow up the whole case. So he did talked about the sprawling Seven Springs estate in New York that he said it should be lower because, quote, I thought it was too high. Okay. Yeah. Which is sort of the whole ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, that's what the trial's about. Yeah, literally what the trial's about. It doesn't matter if you lowered it. You still, you still manipulated your values based on whims. Anyway, he spoke for four hours. Uh, Ivanka testifies on Wednesday. After that, Letitia James is expected to rest. Speaking of James, during his rants, Trump testified that the value of his property at 40 Wall Street is, quote, hundreds of millions of dollars more than what James says. She doesn't even know what 40 Wall Street is. (laughs) To which James laughed in court and then posted a message on Twitter with a shushing emoji that said, quote, don't tell, I can see it from my office window. (laughs) I mean, Dan, today is election day, which means that after today, we are on a countdown clock of under a year to the next election. Yeah, after today, we're going to, you know, we're just a couple of months from primaries. Yeah. They start in January. And the first Trump criminal trial, January? Uh, no, January is uh, the E. Jean Carroll trial, part two. And then the first Trump criminal trial is in March. March, okay. And that one, I know I know. we keep doing this, but I keep forgetting just because I don't uh, want to remember. That one is January 6th. Okay. Election denial. And they, um, the judge for that actually just put together the questionnaire for the jury and they will start, um, they will start jury selection in February. So that one's rolling forward. It looks like the Mar-a-Lago documents one, which is being overseen by a Trump appointed judge is almost certainly now going to slip, um, that she has been, you know, getting motions and things like that, that the, defense has been slow in getting their security clearances and all of that. And so it looks like that one, which was supposed to be in late May, I believe um, that one, who knows? Right. You know, so January 6th is in March. Yeah. Georgia. Georgia has no date, has no date. Mar-a-Lago documents is supposed to be in May, and the New York uh, Stormy Daniels one is also in May. And Georgia could pop up at any time. Yeah, it's weird that there isn't a date yet with Georgia. But Georgia, like... Georgia's been kind of amazing in that is that when they show up, they're like, kaboom. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, here you go. We just got more people to flip. It seems like they are more than happy to kind of let this one to kind of roll the string out a little bit and see who will who'll take it um because yeah it's it's weird i mean how, this was how many do they have so far that have flipped four five five is it, is it up to five i think it's five it's out it's, of 17 
18? Out of it, out of 19. 19. Yeah. And so they're all going to pile on Rudy Giuliani. That's my belief. My seems, belief seems. is that Rudy is going to be the, be the, be the guy that the bus rolls over. Crunch. Crunch. I don't think he would be very crunchy if you rolled over him, honestly. I think it would be kind of splurpy. What sound would it make? <laughs> I was hoping you'd make that noise. Um, we're not ready. Oh, no. We're not ready. <laughs> we are not ready. It's just we're not, man. We're just not. I, I think, isn't there a Republican national debate? Is it tomorrow? Did it happen? Oh, who uh, knows? Is this podcast ad I'm getting over and over again an old ad? Uh, I think that there was one last week. I can't imagine that there's another one. So it might be that was you're getting one an old ad. Yeah, it just keeps telling me. But also, who me. cares? It is That's... the funniest little like alternate universe where there's a bunch of people that believe they're running for president. Yeah. Yep. And what we're actually going to get is Trump versus Biden, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be much worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be happening under different circumstances. So we were in bad. Oh, we're still in terrible. What am I talking about? So, um, I mean, we were just in a pandemic yeah. at the time. Literally at the time. So this is, we're in a war. Mm -hmm. There was an insurrection and he has four criminal cases and two major civil cases mm -hmm. pending. Uh, so he's going to be in court all the time and he's fighting for his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. I know. Uh -oh. we keep, I you know. You just it, stared off into the middle distance there. I, Dan, what? I mean, that's why I have decided to get really into flipping furniture. What do you, you weren't mean expecting flipping furniture. Okay, so I've started watching TikTok oh, no. about people that like get old rickety pieces of furniture mm -hmm. or that they're solid but they look rough and okay. then they refinish them and they also add fabric and cool mm -hmm. stuff to them and yeah. paint them. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna decide I'm gonna do that. And then sell it. So like it's like no. a house flipper for rundown furniture. No, I just want to make stuff. Okay. And I can't do it here, so I guess I'll probably do it. My parents have a basement area. Okay. I can do it. I can. I'll, I think whenever. if you just got a home, mm. you could do it in your home. I could just be that person that's like, give me your old desk. I'm a cover in fabric. Wasn't there a HGTV show at one point where they would go to a flea market and buy oh, a bunch flea, of junk and then they and then would refinish it. the junk and, and it then would look sell terrible. it at a better flea market? Yep. Yeah. It was, it didn't look good, but I just, it looks really fun what they're doing. These people, so it's they sort put of that, but on TikTok. Yeah, but their stuff is also actually really good. Right. They put really cool fabrics and things in them and okay. they look and they paint them cool, like actual good colors, not like we mm -hmm. found a pipe, we painted it white. Like this is right. They also refinish the wood. It looks awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm also going to learn to be a professional baker. I've been watching Bake is Off. That, is that house with the barn still available? Because the barn no, would be perfect for that. I think that's gone. But I've seen I other know. ones that have similar kind of. Yeah, there you go. I keep looking down. I keep looking. To be good. I'm not, not, I'm not not looking. Okay. So, yeah, what if I got really into making furniture and stuff? I think that's And baking. Fine. I think that'd be great. What it? You should do that. Yeah, why not? Why would that? What is the downside? 
all that furniture. I'd have all this well, furniture. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you would probably want to begin to sell it. Sell it, yeah. Yeah. Just doing it to hoard it seems less interesting. I don't want to hoard it. I just want to make it. Make right. interesting things. And maybe I'll put it in my house. Right. Sure. There you go. I mean, like, you'll, have I, a lot, you'll have a lot more space that you need to get furniture for. Right. We so like it in here. Dan, we like it here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, you are. I love where we lived. Okay. I'm happy in my office right now. This is my happy spot. <laughs> All right. Says who? Can I do it this week? Can I, I want to do it this time. Okay, that's great. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at Patreon slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Tedith Leoith. Our logo is designed by Darth. I miss Darth. I don't even know where to find Darth now. Darth is mostly on Blue Sky currently. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Too many, too many. After the book comes in, I'm also going to figure out which apps to use. Yeah. Too many. I just wrote about that. It's too many. There's too many. None of them are the thing that exists in our brain, but the thing that exists in our brain also doesn't exist anymore. So contact us at says who podcast on Twitter or email at hey, H E Y at says who podcast.com. You're such a professional. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And if you want to join the fan run Discord server, visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. See how and, you just do this without interrupting every two seconds? Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And wow. join us November 15th, the day after Dan's birthday. Yeah, and, the day after my birthday. That's next week. Six days until my deadline for our next episode, which I will be totally fine in and definitely not freaking out. Everyone just looks at their little checkbox and they're like, check, final episode before this, deadline. This is a real landing on the Hudson kind of situation. <laughs> you got this. You have Dan, more than I, seven words. You'll be fine. I always feel like Sully Sullenberg. I'm always like, well, can we get you to Teterboro? I'm landing on the Hudson. Dan, I'm always landing on the Hudson. That's fine. But I am always landing the thing is, from, we've seen you do nine of these. We know that you can land it. Now you say you're Sully from Schellenberger. They didn't know he could land it, but he landed it. He knew he could land it. He he knew, but no he one knew. else knew. And you know, he didn't. Uh, he didn't freak out. Yeah, but he also didn't nine land n land nine more planes on the Hudson. You I would did. say if you land one plane so on the Hudson, you're better than Sully Sullivan. Sullenberger. Whatever. <laughs> guy's my hero. That guy's great. That's fine. That guy's great. He landed a plane on the Hudson and saved everybody's life. Yeah. He didn't crash it into New do? York. He didn't land a plane on any other body of water. One Listen, trick pony, that guy. He went out and he was like, stop making pilots work too long and also train them how to land pilots. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome. More like that guy. If this was a different era, that guy would have just become sort of a stunt plane lander and you would go watch him land it on like lake erie and then listen guy you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna land it in your swimming pool he'd land a plane on the english channel you know like he landed on the hudson and everything was fine 
And everything's going to be fine with me. And I'm going to get this book and it's all going to be fine. It is 100% going to be fine. From my place where it's fine in New York, I'm Maureen Jones and it's fine. And from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And this has been Says It's Fine. That's right. Look at that. You did a good job. Mm-mm. You just read the stuff and, That's you know, it. moved it along. It was great. I'm going to go back and write the book now. You got this. Mm. We're all there. Yeah. Right next to you going, you got this, boss. Hey, you, hey boss, you're fine. You got this, boss. <laughs> Good job, boss. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before the little one was born, uh, the now teen, who at the time was like nine or ten, for some reason decided that we should name the kid Boss. <laughs> and And when asked why... He was like, I just think it would be really cute if he was really little and he wore like a fedora and he'd walk into a room and go, my name is Boss. And then he'd <laughs> flip a coin and it would flip through the room and land on a table. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And this he was best completely serious. He's not wrong. I know, right? That would be the if that happened, I I just I'd walk into the sea because I'd seen the greatest thing, and it's time for me to go live in the ocean now. There was a little period of time when, because uh, with both of our kids, we did not name them the minute they were born. Like we hung out for a little bit and named them, which is which is fun because you get to hang out with your kid and figure out what their name should be. Not so fun when the insurance company says, "Oh, this this child that you have registered with us." You didn't birth them because they were named Baby Boy Sinker at the time. But uh, anyway, at one point, the middle name was going to be Boss in I mean, honor and homage. That's a so, fucking... Hey, my name is Boss. Hey, I'm Boss. Yeah. Dink. When we were talking about names for our dogs, I remember us sitting in a sushi place talking about this, and we really wanted to call uh, our first dog Not the Face. Okay. Not so that the we, face? Oh, yeah. so you can yell it. Not the face! <laughs> that's funny good. To, it's funny. We were also going to call her Zool for a while. <laughs> well, that's fun. That's a good one. We'll call, yeah. It's not what we did. Zelda. And then we called Dexy without realizing it that we were calling her basically a name that comes from meth. So, you know, it's... Well, you, I mean, it's and, Dexy's you know, Midnight Runners. Yeah. Uh, that's They came De- first. It's Dexadrine. That's what Dexies are. No, yeah, okay. Well, great well, job. And uh, we uh, we summoned that. Uh, nice work. Don't name your dog after Next speed. dog, you can name Oxy. This has been Says Who. <laughs> <laughs>